0: Welcome to the Assemblé Dance Studio Podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to grab a free copy of my Dance Studio Growth Marketing eBook? sign up for a free copy today of the ebook 97 simple strategies to grow your dance studio by going to assembledancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook now sit back relax and enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly Hey guys, it's Claire Shea here, and welcome back to another episode of the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. Recently, I just got back from a trip in Palm Cove, Cairns, which was lovely. I flew up to present at a conference by my friend Stacy Morgan. You can find more about her at Simply Stacy Morgan, and her conference was the Simply Business Summit. I spoke all about all things social media, and I had an absolute blast presenting to her attendees, and it was so so awesome to also be inspired by other guest speakers and other attendees at the event, but mostly I was so excited to catch up with my wonderful business bestie, Jen Dalton from Dance Teacher Central. So while we were staying up north, I turned on my laptop and we recorded a couple of episodes for you guys all about a heap of different topics really from my process of taking over my studio um, and how Jen also thinks that you can create a million dollar dance studio, which, hint, she has done, which is very, very exciting. So, If you want to check those out, we are going to be sharing those over the next few weeks. There's an interview that I recorded of Jen, one that she recorded of me and a couple that we did together. So I hope that you find these super, super interesting. Uh, We'll also be releasing the videos on our socials, but we are releasing obviously in the audio format for our podcast listeners. Now, we didn't have our microphones with us, so I will give you warning that the audio isn't as crisp and clear as it usually is, but it's still really good. It's not crackly or muffled or anything. It's just not as like perfect as normal. I'm not, well, not perfect, but it's not as clear. I'll put it that way. I hope you guys are having a great day and I hope you enjoy this episode. So let's jump straight in. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Claire O'Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemblée Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. I'm so excited to be joined by my wonderful friend, Jen Dalton. Welcome, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. Can you share a little bit about you and your podcast name and all the things about you so that straight up they know where to find you?
1: Yeah, so I've owned a studio. I'm in my 29th year running a studio. Um, I've yeah, I've done, I feel like I've done it all. So I've grown it, that from scratch. I've expanded. I've bought an existing studio. I've sold and that studio. And then more recently, I actually have started a new studio in a completely different area from scratch, just to make sure that what I'm t- teaching and preaching still works. I'm happy to say, yes, it does. Fabulous. And just in the last uh, couple of months,
0: I've started my own podcast, which is Dance Studio Empire. So Jen has just so much value and information to share, and I'm so excited to have her on the show. In today's episode, we're going to be talking a bit about how she managed to grow her studio from zero to 1,200 students. So you heard from her little um, brief explanation that she's sort of done every area of studio ownership, but at the end of the day, it's all about you know how she got to that point and like I guess, best tips and methods to get to that. I am at like a different stage in studio ownership. Um, So I find I have still so much to learn from Jen, Um, but let's jump in to that. So basically like Jen said, she has grown to 1200 students. So I guess my first question for you is, like, how quickly did that happen? Was it something that, you know, you noticed, like, straight away? Like, did you have 1,200 students in a year? Like, how, how did it happen for
1: you? Okay, so my very first point with this is that it takes time. Mm. And it's a, unless it's an anomaly, I just don't think it can be done fast with the longevity that you want. And so you need to accept if you want success and you want growth long term, it just does take time. And the benefit of that, and I know we live in such a society of rush and fast and you know instant yeah. gratification, but if you want longevity and this is a future, your career, then it just does take time because you need to really set those foundations, mm-hmm. be solid in those so you can grow on those without you know, without burning out, without falling off the wagon. Mm. Um, And I think that's where in a lot of cases, and it's just the world we live in, but things just happen so fast. um, I think expectations are a little bit warped. My very first thing is it it just does take time.
0: Yes. And like Jen, like she mentioned, she is 29 years into this, but when you first started, for those who don't know, Jen started like as a teenager and it was a much more like organic, just sort of doing casual classes. You potentially didn't even have at the time the plan to do this for so long. So like at what point in like, in what year were you like, you know what, I'm actually really going to give this my best go and I'm going to build something out of this.
1: Yeah. Look, it was, it wasn't a conscious decision. It was Mm -hmm. just something that organically happened and, I was at school and just was asked to teach extra classes to one of a a girl who I was assistant teaching
0: in a class, which I'm sure to be honest has happened to a lot of Mm -hmm. people listening. They either, I know people who, you know, their teachers have like sort of shut down and there's been no one there. And then they've sort of taken over, but continue. Sorry. Yeah. And so
1: there was no initial thought. I'm going in to start a studio. Mm -hmm. It just sort of grew organically. And, I, I loved it and there was no expectation there was no there was no strategy or growth plan or social media to like try and make this thing thrive mm. it was just something that I loved doing and I just made it work I, I chose to not hang out and you know at the shops in the afternoon after school I went and taught dancing in my parents garage and you know and slowly that just grew organically because you know, she wanted to bring two friends, and then those two friends brought twelve friends, and and by the time I finished high school, I had over a hundred students, and it, so it was like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's this is what I'm going to do. Mm. And I don't think so. In the next couple of years, I continued my own study because I just mm. felt like I needed something else. That's when I joined the police, um, and it was when I was. So, and I always kept the studio because yeah. I always wanted to be a mum, and in my head, I'm like. It's going to be a lot easier to run my own business and be a mom. Mm. Um, and so I joined the police just for more study, to be honest. And that's when I met my husband. And it probably was at the point where he became part of the business, and mm. we ran then a real a stronger business angle. Yeah. And he is he's particularly he's just smart. Mm. So even before you know, things were a thing, like SEO yeah. was a big thing or websites. He just used common sense. A bit of intuition probably. Intuition and built the, our first website, mm. which is hilarious when they mm. go back and have a look at it. <laughs> but And it was through common sense of, okay, well, it makes sense if people are searching for something that you'd be using common words, and so which yeah. is SEO. Um, and so it wasn't, yeah, so once he got in, it became, he sort of took on the business growth mm. side. So yeah, we thankfully complimented each other.
0: Yeah. And I guess though, for people who maybe don't, I was going to say don't have intelligent husbands. I didn't mean like <laughs> that, but like maybe who don't have a, a, a romantic partner or a business partner. Is there anything that you could recommend if they feel like they're lacking in that strategy? Like what's a step or something that they could do to help kind of fill that gap? There is
1: so much online now Mm. to the point where I sometimes think it's detrimental. Yeah. Um, I would probably suggest finding a community first Mm. um, where you can chat with like-minded studio owners, if not small business owners. Um, Mm. I think in the early stages being around studio owners is a little bit better because your conversation is a little bit more directed. Um, But I would start with community and then get a feel for different trainings or yep. coaches or mm. which and but you do have to weigh up a cost versus mm. you know um return of in, um, return of investment mm. which is starting to get too businessy so you know just go back to your community and mm. just keep having those conversations and you'll be surprised what you get from other people
0: yeah yeah and at the end of the day as well like i love to learn like a lot of people love to learn. We go away. But there's a lot of stuff that like I know still I should be doing that I don't make the time to implement. So maybe even kind of getting real with yourself and being like, have I done before Before getting a new coach, before joining that new group, before starting that new course, have I done everything on my to-do list or from the previous course? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I implemented it, because sometimes people are just always trying to get the next thing, yes, um, because they think that that's going to be the next fix. And like, I've worked with people, I know people in just completely random industries, I've been guilty of doing this in the past. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, the difference that I see between successful and unsuccessful studio owners is those that put in the work. Obviously, there's a bit of luck involved, there's a bit of you know where you live, the type of uh, people that are coming to your studio, you know, there is things that obviously come into play privilege etc um but the the main difference i see is those that have that follow through and that hard work ethic the action takers yes yeah and i think and again i have been
1: guilty of this as well it's oh kind of like i'll just do another training course and then that that'll I, be the next and it feels good it does feel good <laughs> um but really you, you have to just do it you have mm. to do the stuff that you don't want to do you know yeah
0: there's things that you just need to do, do. and like the website edit, and checking <laughs> yeah. your finances, all the stuff that you go like it's like Yeah. It's really important. Um so that I think is something to consider as well. Like if it's we're not saying, you know, go and like well, we both work with um uh you know studio owners and like obviously we love to work with people, but sometimes it's better instead of becoming like a new client. I, I do say to some people like, you know what? I think that you need to go away and work on like ABC first before we're actually going to see a big, yeah a big change because it's a
1: mind is a mindset that's mm. involved with it. So if you do want to grow a studio, you do want to become successful you have to take responsibility for that. You can't pay for a course. You can't pay for a coach to do that for you. No. So I think there needs to be a bit of
0: clarity around that. Or well, you could, but maybe you should then be a studio manager for somebody else. Mm, you know true. what I mean? Versus the the, the owner yeah. of the business. Yeah, yeah.
1: But unless you've got lots of money that you want to throw, which most of us don't, no. of us, particularly if we're starting out or we're in a growth mm. season, um, yeah, they're just... You need to just take the first step.
0: Mm. All baby steps, <laughs> little tiny steps. And, yeah. like, so from what you're saying, is that there is no quick fix, but making those small changes, you know, updating your website, becoming consistent on social media, finding the right team, doing the training for your team, you know, putting all of those little things that we start to implement and improve our businesses will have an ongoing effect in the future. And whilst it's not that initial, like get a hundred students, you'll get five more students, which turns into 10 more students, which turns into 50 more students. And it is, it can seem like a hard slog. And I do think that, um, in general, I don't know about you, but I've noticed, I think there has been a slight shift in like consumer sort of buying habits now. Like, I just don't think kids are as in it for the long haul as potentially they used to be. There's a lot more like we're going to try gymnastics this term and then swimming. And then, and you just have to be mindful of the fact that that's not something that you can control. Yes. Um, and, but then if they're just as fickle to leave, they're most likely probably going to come back. Well, that's, that is right. And I mean, we're seeing it at the moment
1: between studio owners all mm. across the world, you know, that's the complaints about the students aren't, they're not dedicated, they're not committing, mm. parents aren't committing. It's just the reality of where the yeah. world is. Yeah. And so we can whinge and complain, mm. but and it the is reality is it's totally frustrating, but it is what it is. So now what can we do mm. to make that situation better for ourselves? And it goes back to that point of it's gonna happen over time, mm. so slowly, so change is inevitable. But we now just have to, as I always say, creativity is our superpower. Mm. How can we now alleviate this, or innovate, or change, or yeah, or get rid of? Sometimes we need to just let things go. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think, and being in the community, having those conversations. Mm. um, If you are lucky enough to have a a business bestie, I think
0: talked. Yeah, but, but you can also find them like. You know, we were lucky to meet in real life, so we kind of knew that we had this connection. But like, like online dating, there's so many Facebook groups and stuff now that you could easily put a post out, like, "Hey guys, I'm looking for, you know, someone um, to collaborate with on a fortnightly basis. I'm looking for X, Y, Z. And if you're interested, so like shoot me an email. It Doesn't have to be someone in your state, in your town. Like, we're not close to each other." physically and again our studios probably like weren't really at all on the same trajectory at the time yeah. and still very different um but we again have common values and common work ethics and common interests yeah um yeah so that's been really something really cool and again like i i love talking to jen about um you know how she got to 1200 students because it is hella impressive and like people like, minutes, I just try and visualize, like, how many people like that is. That's a lot of people. And that's a, that's lot, a lot. That's a, like, at once. That's not, like, 1,200 over her 27 years. It would be probably tens of thousands, yeah, really. Yeah. Like, by the time you think about people who graduate, people who try, it would be a lot. Yeah. Um. So that's just, you know, that she was able to maintain a certain amount and grow to 1,200. But again, she didn't do it in one or two years. Like you're talking about it from experience of owning your business for twenty-nine years. That's right. That's right. And I think uh, too
1: with we're being saturated and there's so much noise now with you need to be doing this and you need mm. to be doing this and you know it's quite overwhelming. It's like, oh my gosh, if I'm I, not doing this, keep up, I need to be doing this and, yeah. like, and I go back to and I still to this day and I still attribute it to my growth to twelve hundred students is Understanding what it is your families need, mm-hmm. and then working out how you can give it to them, and that's an individual thing. It depends on mm-hmm. where you are, like the type of studio you are, your studio values, your customers. Like it, it's it's not something it's a it's not a template you can just Copy. share around yeah. because you have to just get really engaged in your customers, your families. What is it they want, and then how can you give it to them? Obviously within reason of you know not sacrificing your life or being illegal or being (laughs) illegal (laughs) that's right
0: but yeah and that's when if you just start listening to what they want and Jen doesn't mean like they want three dollar classes no it's (laughs) not no it's more like you know are they needing like after school care like and is that something that's not offered in your area but would be a really interesting thing to add like for me we knew we always wanted to have um out that main studio location but I could see in our area that the two-parent working family was was the norm. And so people were struggling to get into the studio. Sorry, some people were struggling to get into the studio. So we started our, our off-site classes at our school locations and they have gone gangbusters. Mm-hmm. So it's really looking at your demographic and like the structure, I guess, of the family because there would be some locations where maybe they have the more traditional you know, one parent working, one parent stay at home, so the school location wouldn't be necessary. Yeah. And um, um, more on that is and a big
1: thing I've always done is the convenience of the working parent Mm. because I'm that working parent. Mm. And so for me, I sell all our uniform, all our shoes, so a parent can come in, register, pay all the fees, get everything they need, and then walk out the door and never have to think about it again. Mm. And that's ideal for someone like me who I don't want to have to go around to three different shops and try on different shoes and mm. then find uniform and then wait a couple of weeks for it to come into stock, you mm. know, things like that. So that works for my families. Um, and you know, there's extra benefits with that too, mm. because Money. it increases the profit yeah. as well. So it's hard work at the beginning, setting it all up, mm. but it, it is worth it. So
0: yeah, definitely. And I guess, like, one thing to acknowledge is that, you know, you, you have a very successful studio and you continue to do so, but the, the tactics that you used at the start, 29 years ago, to get those students are wildly different to now.
1: Yes. Some,
0: some yes. aspects, maybe. So maybe my question to you is, like, what have you noticed is the biggest change, and then what have you noticed is the same? So I think obviously back 29 years ago, there was no social media.
1: Um, word of mouth was really strong, but I can still say that today. Mm. Word of mouth is still probably one of our best referral agents. Now they do it on Facebook or mm. on Instagram, but it's still, oh we heard about you at a party from mm. our friends and things like that. So that is... Still, something that's on. I mean, we used to pay for
0: ads in a newspaper, so that's stunning, yeah, I know. Um, but it's nice that I, the, the concept of that sounds so lovely that you like do your ad, put it in the newspaper, and then your marketing is done. That's right, I love <laughs> Along that. With every other studio, yeah, for that two was, week dance, that one page, yeah. and it was like everyone <laughs> who had right. the brightest
1: color, yeah. Um, our message from the beginning, so 29 years ago, our message was to give kids confidence. Mm. So we we stood out, we were different to the other studios in the area because they were focused on competitions and exam work and they were fantastic, mm. absolutely fantastic. But I found um, a, a need and a want that was mm. in our area that wasn't being offered. And I'm speaking like this was like a plan and strategic and it wasn't. <laughs> um, I'd like to take credit for it, but it, it wasn't. It was just, um, I guess it's almost like an intuition feeling gut feeling that i just sort of was able to read what mm. the parents were wanting and that is still the same now mm. so it's still about listening to the conversations that are happening in the waiting room and mm. you know and assessing that the communicator the communication matrix so, so you know listening and watching that body language and looking where they're asking, asking questions oh, yeah you know it's like yeah, wow, I I really thought that was clear, but Mm. I've had three people ask me that. So, okay, how do I fix that? Yeah. So it's probably removing yourself, removing any ego and really keeping your families and, you know, students of course are important, but the families, they're the ones that pay. Mm. They're the ones who are committing to the drop off. Yeah. um,
0: And just really listening to them, being, being respectful to them. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I think that's super helpful. Um, So we're going to wrap up. I've got, only really one more question and then we'll talk about how people can find and listen to you more because I think you go into this in your uh, podcast episode even more in depth Mm -hmm. but I guess you know ideally I'd love to have 1200 students I'm not there yet but if I if you were giving me advice on how to get maybe my next 50 or 100 students what would be something and it could be just going over something we've spoken about today Mm -hmm. what would be the next step for me or so I think uh, It's really important to
1: have your team trained and all on the same page, all need to share your values, the studio values. I think that is probably the biggest thing because you physically can only do so much Mm -hmm. and we send out a promise to our families. like, If you join our studio, we are going to give you this, this and this. Mm. You can say that as many times as you like, but if your staff aren't giving that to their child, Mm they're not going to stay we need to retain them Mm. we need to make it desirable i'm "I'm just going to bring a friend i'm yeah you know so i think training your teachers having really clear values in your studio Mm -hmm. so you are so clear with what it is you offer who it is going to thrive in your studio Mm -hmm. because then you will target the absolute best yeah and that's, they're so happy that they just can't help but talk about mm. it. And the ones who aren't quite sure, again, I'm the first to say, I don't think we're going to suit you. Um, but there's a great studio down the road. Mm. You know, give them a try. So the people that are coming in are happy. Mm. Then it, they just it's a cycle. Yeah, you know? They're receiving a great service. Everyone's happy. They talk about it. Then more people come. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, having those teachers trained up is really important. It's
0: teachers and values and then start that word of mouth flow yeah very practical Hmm. easy Um, so thank you again so much for joining us can you remind if people listening are wanting to listen to your podcast or find you on socials learn from you where would they find you so my
1: podcast is Dance Studio Empire Um, I can be found on Instagram at Dance Teacher Central or Facebook at Dance Teacher Central Um, yeah just shoot me a message email whatever Listen oh. to my podcast. Listen to my podcast. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemble Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.